As C.J. Abrams continues to soar throughout the 2023 season, how high exactly is his ceiling? You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day. As we are free and available wherever you get your podcast, and of course, including on YouTube, you can subscribe over at Locked On Nationals there and search that up and hit that notification sound bell as well. Later on in today's show, we will preview game two of the Pirates National Series as they got off to a good start yesterday, getting the lead one to nothing in this four-game series. We'll preview the second game of this four-game set a little bit later on of today's show. Also, Yo-Yo Morales, someone we discussed last week, and really all that he has done so far after being the National second-round pick in the 2023 draft, him and as well as fourth-round pick Andrew Pinckney have already made their way to A Harrisburg to meet up with the likes of Dylan Cruz, James Wood, Brady House, Trey Lipscomb, all the other big dog kind of prospects that the Nationals have. They're all now in one level. A Harrisburg is loaded. We'll preview that, discuss all of those moves later on. But first and foremost, let's start off with the big league guys after getting a very nice win in yesterday's game against those Pirates. And obviously, the standout performance was C.J. Abrams, but I have to start off with Patrick Corbin. The reason why I say that, come on. When Patrick Corbin goes out there and has a good start, you you just have to applaud it. You do. Because last night, that was 2019 Patrick Corbin. Six and two-thirds innings pitched, only five hits given up, only one walk and eight strikeouts. And eight strikeouts feels like something that he hasn't done since 2019 even. Patrick Corbin, when he is on, he actually is good. And we've seen that over the course of the season. He started off a little bit lumpy there opening day, but after not going five innings pitched in his last start, he bounces back against a pretty depleted Pittsburgh Pirates roster, if we're just being quite honest here. But still, he looked really good. And what was most impressive to me was his slider even got some recognition from Rob Freeman, the pitching ninja. If you know the pitching ninja, you know he posts all those weird, uh, wacky pitch highlights. And Patrick Corbin made it a few times there because last night he generated 14 swings and misses just off his slider alone. When Patrick Corbin is on, that's the upside that you see with him. Now, is this what we expect heading into next year? Probably not, just because we've had this workload since 2020 of him just not being good and just being below average in general. So when you have Patrick Corbin go out there and give you six and two-thirds innings pitch, doesn't even reach 100 pitches, struck out eight batters, only walked one, didn't give up any home runs at PNC Park where the yard at times seems to play small for left-handed batters there trying to hit it out in right field. So Patrick Corbin took advantage of what he needed to and got a lot of outs and really did so on the back of himself. The defense was solid as well. Uh, but even then, Patrick Corbin, he got the job done. He gets a head tip and a boy. That's what you get from me. If you pitch well, 
you're going to get recognized. But even then, the big question of today's show was about C.J. Abrams. Because what this guy has been doing since July 7th, when he got in that leadoff spot, I feel like the goalpost is changing a little bit on him. Because we talked about him earlier on in the season, and you're like, yeah, well, myself, you don't really have the power. You don't really have that Trey Turner kind of sneaky pop. That's why I never really saw those comparisons. But as this season has gone on, one thing has really shown with C.J. Abrams, and that is the fact that this guy has sneaky power. And Davey Martinez talked about this last night, and he said, not quote for quote on this, but if you watch his batting practice, it's kind of a show because he does have that kind of power that you wouldn't really expect from a 22-year-old who's not all that big. He doesn't have all this power. You don't really see it on display at all times like you did with Stone Garrett or even Joey Manessis at times and Lane Thomas even. But now as the season has progressed, 18 home runs for a 22-year-old shortstop, someone who hasn't really hit this many home runs throughout his career, never really did that in the minors. That was never his game. Did Certainly did not do that last year with the Nationals. And as the season's gone on, you're starting to see a little bit more. And all of a sudden, he's got 18 home runs, and it's September 12th. There's still about, what, 18, 15 games left of the season? C.J. Abrams is going to have an opportunity to have 20 home runs and 40-plus stolen bags. And even then, even kind of dipping back way back into April and May and June, if C.J. Abrams were to be on the pace that he is since mid-July on stealing bags, this guy would be 20 home runs to 50 to 55 steals. That's the kind of potential that C.J. Abrams has, and there's not really that many players who have done that. Obviously, is he going to get to the 40-40 club with Alfonso Soriano and Barry Bonds and all those guys like that? Probably not. That's not really the expectation with him. He's not going to be a 40-home run guy. But I also am starting to think this. The Trey Turner comparison of him. Trey Turner has hit 28 home runs in a single season. That came in 2021. Now, Trey Turner has always kind of had that sneaky pop, and we always kind of recognize that. I'm starting to think C.J. Abrams is really starting to plateau with Trey Turner there. And the reason why I say that is because of the production that he's doing at this young age. Trey Turner got called up to the bigs when he was 22. C.J. Abrams, this is his second year already. This is his second basically full season. Now, while it wasn't a full season last year with the Padres and as well as the Nats, but even then, He got a big cup of coffee. He got two cups of coffee, you could say. C.J. Abrams is not only just showing us offensively from what he can do, but he's also showing it defensively as well. As you've seen him lay out and make plays and throw across his body for just web gem plays after web gem plays. The ceiling of C.J. Abrams has always been such an interesting discussion because you haven't really seen it all just yet. And at times, it feels as if it doesn't always click, meaning the offense could be there, like back in July. And he settled in over defensively at shortstop for a little bit, but then in August, he kind of crumbled down a little bit. And that could just be from it being a long baseball season. It was a hot summer in Washington, a lot of hot games that they played, day games as well included. So we never really kind of saw what exactly his ceiling could be this year. But I think as the season has progressed, you're starting to see just a little bit more from him. And that seems to be just a tiny step forward every single week. And you see the power, obviously those two home runs last night, 
One was 111 miles per hour off the bat, screaming out to right field. And the other one was a moonshot in the right center field. And again, this is the fact that I keep on kind of reiterating to myself in my own head. And I think you may think the same. He's still only 22. What happens when he reaches 25, when he's fully developed, when he's a lot bigger, when he's just a better baseball player as a whole? That is when you could start seeing 30 home run seasons from C.J. Abrams. And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at this point. Because 22, at the age of 22, and you're hitting 18 home runs already, and really a lot of these has come in the last few months, C.J. is showing us a lot more than what we expected. We expected a potential all-star shortstop. But now you're probably going to be getting a 20-40 guy, a 20-home run, 40-stolen-base guy, and even more than that. Could be 20-50. That's the kind of potential that he has. And if you marry that power-slash-sprint combination that C.J. has, that turns you into a Trey Turner kind of guy. And again, He's doing this at a younger age than what Trey Turner was doing. And even then, you still see the the progressions that he's going to have to go through defensively, especially at times. But the offensive progression that he has had at the top of the lineup, I don't know how you can come away from this season and say that we don't have our franchise shortstop. And having your shortstop already set to go, kind of the guy who is the leader in the clubhouse sort of sense, that is a big deal for this Nationals team. And in this rebuild, you need guys like that, especially from the guys who are part of a big Juan Soto deal. Because we've seen Mackenzie Gore. I feel like we're all set on Mackenzie Gore. We know what we're getting from him. We're getting a top-of-the-rotation guy. At times, C.J. Abrams has glimpsed to us that he's going to be your franchise shortstop. But I think sitting here today, September 12, 2023, you cannot not say that C.J. Abrams is the guy moving forward. And I don't really think there's many Nationals fans out there who question that. But if there are, I think we have put that to bed from what he has done over the course of the 2023 season. And entering 2024, the expectations, they're going to skyrocket for him. And that's probably the way it should be as well. Just because of what he has shown us. Could hit 25 home runs in 2024, and I would not be surprised at this point. And that may not sound like a lot, but from the leadoff spot, that is very impressive. And also stealing 40-plus bags, sign me up for that any day of the week. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen today as the Nationals play the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight at 635. You can catch every pitch of the Nats hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And obviously, as we all know, Andrew Pinkney, Fourth-round pick out of Alabama. He's got sent up to double-A. And also, Yo-Yo, Yohandi, Morales got sent up to double-A as well as those two guys have been killing the baseball. But Dylan Cruz in double-A has not been killing the baseball and has continued to struggle through his first few weeks in Harrisburg. We'll preview that, discuss all that Harrisburg Senators jazz. But before we get into that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at sleeper and guys the MLB playoffs are around the corner which means the clock is ticking on your chance to a hundred times your cash on daily fantasy baseball baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna Betts and Otani and as course Juan Soto pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs 
hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Some of my favorite features when it comes to Sleeper is that their fantasy projections are actually spot on. You see all these other different sites that you may follow, but nobody does it like Sleeper, and that is why I trust them, and that is why I want to do business with fantasy over at sleeper so use promo code locked on and you'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit again use promo code locked on and you'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details of course as always use our friends over at sleeper promo code locked on what does innovation sound like it sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Now we get back into it as the Nationals have made some waves down in the minor leagues as Yo-Yo Morales, a 2023 second-round pick, was bumped up to double-A, and as well as 2023 fourth-round pick, Andrew Pinckney, was also just sent up to double-A Harrisburg. And so now this is what Harrisburg consists of. You've got James Wood, Dylan Cruz, Brady House, Trey Lipscomb, Robert Hassel, Andrew Pinckney, Yo-Yo Morales, and Dylan Cruz. That is a loaded lineup, full of potential nonetheless. But I want to single out these three guys. The 2023 MLB draft class in which this one is looking pretty special, for just being honest right now. Let's start off with Yo-Yo Morales first, though, because what Yo-Yo has done so far through his first month or so in professional baseball has been really impressive nonetheless. And he's probably been our best hitter in the farm system so far in the last month and a half or so, whatever you want to say with that. But what he has done at three different levels so far this season, well, he's just flat out hit. And we always have talked about the daunted Wilmington kind of Blue Rock Stadium that has always been a pitcher-friendly yard. But Andrew Pinckney and Yo-Yo Morales, they said, that's cute. Hold my beer. Andrew Pinkney, and not Andrew Pinkney, Yo-Yo Morales started off the season 18 games and 80 plate appearances, 70 at-bats in total, had 22 hits, had a 314 batting average, got on base at a 40% clip, had a 443 slug, and an 843 OPS plus, and he had 31 total bags as well. Yo-Yo Morales, I don't know why they let this guy slip through in the second round. Because this guy, again, was a top 20 prospect of the draft, according to MLB.com. And I think you're starting to see why he was such a highly graded prospect. The reason why that is, look what he is doing offensively. This guy is getting it done. And let me repeat this. When I was at Fredericksburg for one of his first few games there with Dylan Cruz's debut, Yo-Yo Morales was the one who impressed me the most. Now, Dylan Cruz only had a hit that night. I believe. Actually, he went 0 for 4 that game, I believe. But Yo-Yo Morales... Not only did he get a hit, he got multiple hits. He also made two really good defensive plays over at third base. And I think the dream would be for Yo-Yo Morales to switch over to first base for this Nationals team because we all know you don't really have any first baseman down in the minors that you're going to be counting on moving up. But looking at Yo-Yo Morales, 
he doesn't have to go to first base. If this guy's a good third baseman, and let's just say Brady House struggles in 2024, you're going to have someone to at least patch that situation up. And then on the flip side, you also have Trey Lipscomb, who was drafted as a third baseman from Tennessee last year. So the Nationals have themselves a pretty solid situation here. Because entering 2023, you just had Brady House that hot corner, and Trey Lipscomb was still kind of up in the air of what he was going to be. Obviously, Brady House has broken out this year, and as well as Trey Lipscomb, who's kind of been in a little rough patch here over the last month. But even then, he's impressed nonetheless. But Yo-Yo Morales, he's kind of blowing them both away right now. He's got a 931 OPS across those three levels. Yo-Yo Morales, I'm going to be interested to see because we all know A. James Wood has struggled there a little bit this year as well. Robert Hassel has struggled there a lot. Dylan Cruz has struggled there a lot. Brady House has been up and down, but recently he's been up. So I'm interested to see what Yo-Yo Morales can do because you sent these guys to A, and the reason why you sent them there was because they've been so productive. So how productive can they be? How productive can Yo-Yo Morales be in particular? That's the one that I'm going to be watching because if he were to light it up in A, kind of the things that Dylan Cruz hasn't been doing yet, that is going to be a huge, huge thing heading into this offseason that if you think that you have Yo-Yo Morales and he kills it at double-A, you're going to start him at double-A again in 24, and he could have the quick, easy pass up to triple-A, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's in the major leagues. That's kind of how close we are. That's really intriguing to think about, really moving them up this quickly. I love it by Mike Rizzo in this front office. I think it's a great decision to do, but also, on the other hand, A fourth-round pick at Alabama, someone who probably shouldn't be moving up this quickly, but the reason why he is is because he's also killing the baseball. And again, let me reiterate this point. In Alabama this last year, Andrew Pinckney was not someone to be wrecked with, you could say. 18 home runs, 58 RBIs, batted 340, had a 1090 OPS this season. And also what he has done in the majors, that was his college numbers of senior year, what he has done across three levels has been as impressive as Yo-Yo Morales, batting 331, a 433 OBP, and a 483 slug. That is a 916 OPS so far in 37 professional league games. And again, that's two games in rookie ball, 17 games in Fredericksburg, and 18 games down in Wilmington. So now he enters double-A as well. And this outfield is just getting really interesting with all these different prospects. And the intriguing part of this to me, is that all of these guys are seasoned college players. These are guys who had expectations entering the draft, and a lot of people were kind of like, oh, Andrew Pinckney, he was down in Fredericksburg. It's a cool story. How much longer is this going to be a cool story, though? And how much shorter will it get that the fact that we're just going to sit here and say, Andrew Pinckney may just be a very good baseball player because he's got the power. He's got the defensive tools. I think he's shown those both on display so far this season. Now, I'm not going to get carried away and say that Andrew Pinckney is a better prospect than a Robert Hassel and that he should be getting playing time over him. You still have to kind of go with what has been working with this Nationals team and not really even that. It's more so you want to kind of invest in your guys that you invested a lot in, and that is still Robert Hassel in my opinion. But still, Andrew Pinckney in the limited time as well as Yo-Yo Morales – Both those guys have been killing the baseball this year. And it's really going to be an intriguing offseason 
for what they want to do there. Where do these guys start? Because as we sit here, you already have Christian McCara, who just ended the season in Fredericksburg. He'll start there again come next spring. You have kind of this log jam, though. You have James Wood, Dylan Cruz, Robert Hassel, Christian McCaro. You got, again, Trey Lipscomb, who can also maybe even play the outfield as well. Andrew Pinckney. You got a lot of different guys out there. Travis Blankenhorn, if you want to throw him in there. There's a lot of different guys here. And of course, up in the majors, you got Lane Thomas and Jacob Young. You have guys that are in the outfield right now, not just up in the bigs who have showed a lot, like Jacob Young and Lane Thomas, but all those guys before that that were also mentioned, all the minor league prospects. This Nationals outfield is lining up real well. That's to say the least. I mean, it feels as if you had this logjam, which a lot of people may not like, but the more the merrier, in my opinion. And so as Andrew Pinkney continues to develop, as he continues to flash his tools, I think it's going to make for another interesting case of how good can this Washington Nationals outfield be in 2024 and beyond? Because you have all these guys now who are just killing the baseball. Killing it. What's going to change? I mean, seriously. It's an intriguing one to watch, but also the most intriguing one to watch has probably been Dylan Cruz and his struggles in A. Now, let me say this. I'm not concerned about Dylan Cruz. I'm not. I just simply am not. But it is worth notice that in 16 games so far, he's only batting 170. He only has a 254 OBP, and he's got a 237 slug. That's a 491 OPS in that time as well. Only three RBIs. He's been caught stealing three times. That's now six bags that he's been caught stealing on so far this season, while he's only stolen three bases as well. He's got no home runs. He's only got four doubles and 10 hits in those 16 games for which Dylan Cruz, which was probably the most touted hit tool of the last decade, maybe. That's not all too great. But again, I'm not concerned with Dylan Cruz. I will never be concerned in your first half season of professional baseball after going through a very rigorous 2023 LSU national championship season. I'm not concerned with Dylan Cruz, but it is noteworthy to consider the fact that the juice may be running a little bit loose here. I don't know if it's a thing, but double A, it's a step up, and you're kind of starting to see him level out a little bit, and this could just be a little bit of fatigue after playing since mid-February for college baseball. Thank you all for making Locked On Nets your first listen every single day. The Nationals play the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight at 6.35 Eastern time, and you can catch Yoana Donan every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And of course, tonight is a Yoan Adone game. We'll preview that real shortly later on. But before we get into that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. And guys, buying tickets to your favorite event should never be stressful. That is why I want to tell you guys about Game Time because it is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Some of my favorite features when it comes to this is you have flash deals and last minute tickets, because even then when they don't have that, which they always do, 
I go to Nationals games last second all the time. And while I'm walking there, I literally just open up my game time app. I click the seats. I get to see my image views of those seats. And it is the best two to three clicks and you're done. That is how easy it is. So I want that easiness and really the necessity to have that for you guys. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now we get back into it as the Nationals are taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates of Game 2 of this four-game series. And Yoan Adone is getting the start against the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight, in which their lineup yesterday was ultimately pretty dominated. But here's the thing. There is no math behind this. But it is worth noting out that Patrick Corbin, someone who has an ERA above five, dealt last night against those Pirates. And Yoan Adone. If you've kind of been following what we've been preaching over here, Yoan Adone doesn't have back-to-back good starts. If you look at his game logs, you'll see, oh, five and two-thirds innings pitch. Oh, three and two-thirds, six earned runs. There's been a lot of inconsistencies throughout Adone, throughout, really through his entire duration since 2022 last year. Even down in AAA, he had some inconsistencies there. But when Yoan Adone is on, you have to admit, The guy can rack up strikeouts, he can get outs, and he can be filthy at times. And even then, he may still be a two- to three-pitch guy, and you don't really trust his deep arsenal of stuff. The guy can get outs at times. And you never really know when it's going to be. But here's the thing. I can't look away from the fact that Yoan Adone simply cannot have back-to-back good starts. He just hasn't done it so far this season. So when you're looking at tonight's game against this Pirates team, while they still haven't announced a starting pitcher as of this moment, you have to be slightly concerned about your chances, especially after Corbin dealing last night. It just is. Corbin, Yoan Adone, back-to-back nights of doing really good things. That's hard to come by in 2023. At this moment, you can't really be a betting man and say, I feel confident in that. You can't. Just because, one, you haven't seen it, and two, what are the chances? So what's going to have to happen tonight? Well, first and foremost, the offense is going to have to find a way to pop off again. Maybe Jacob Young, maybe C.J. Abrams doing their thing. Who knows at this moment in time, but look at Kiber Ruiz, Joey Manessis, guys like that, and Dominic Smith even, who had a bomb last night. So maybe, just maybe, the offense is the one that gets it done for this Nationals team and they try, just try, to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates, in which you can always catch the Nationals play. But tonight, they're playing at 635 against those Pittsburgh Pirates and catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And tomorrow, we'll be discussing tonight's game as Yoan Adone, the pickle juice man himself, will be trying, just trying, to get this win. We'll talk about that and much, much more on tomorrow's Locked On Nationals. And of course, I'll catch you on the flip side.